Welcome back to the first 2024 episode of DC Unlimited, the podcast that talks all things DC Comics, DC TV, DC movies, uh, with particular focus on the fast upcoming rebooted DC universe. I am Anthony of Tis the Podcast, and joining me as always, the man who will fill you in on every movie that's released every year, Mr. Phil Walsh of Phil at the Movies. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And of course, Mr. Cheek Geek himself, <laughs> Chris Evans of Gathering of the Geeks. How are you, Chris? Doing well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a word that rhymed with geek. It that was good. That was good. <laughs> How are you, gentlemen? Doing all right. How was everybody's holiday? Good. That's good. Too fast. They it's so much build up and then it's over in the blink of an eye. I know, year. that's always how it goes. It's sort of it's sort of that depressing <laughs> it's I, like was, a... I mentioned this on Gathering of the Geeks. I, we need to find a way to it the world needs to find a way to extend the holiday season somehow. <laughs> I would be all in favor of that. Like or at least three weeks it, or something. <laughs> or at least make it more acceptable to keep your like lights um until through the darkness of winter like till march the outside lights or something like just to brighten the darkness like well it's so- funny i had a i had a neighbor growing up and and they would keep the christmas lights on till about april and i'm not just talking <laughs> like a few lights on the bushes like i mean it was a full-blown christmas spectacle and and i mean more power to them, I guess, you know, keeping it up to almost Easter time. But, uh, you know, it did sort of look a little funny as the flowers were starting to come up and the grass was turning green. Well, I guess if you're religious enough, you think about, okay, so Christmas lights go till Easter. Right. We're going Christian ho- or, or religious holiday to religious holiday. It kind of makes sense. Well, no, that, that may have been their logic. Maybe that was the idea, yeah. Yeah. They didn't put any Easter decorations out, though, so there's, you know. I mean, bunnies don't lay eggs. No, no, that is very true. That is very true. Let me tell you something, by the way. The Easter bunny as a concept is just terrifying. Like this giant rabbit breaking into your home to leave eggs and chocolate. I mean, it's no more terrifying than a a man in a red suit with flying reindeer coming down your chimney. But he's a man. You have a giant... Tell me, as an adult... Tell me you get up to use the restroom in the middle of the night and walk into your hallway and see a giant six-foot Donnie Darko-looking rabbit standing at the end of the hallway, and you wouldn't well, be terrified. It looks like the Donnie Darko I don't care <laughs> Well, what you got some serious problems. If that's the Easter Bunny coming in. I don't want to know who that Easter Bunny is. You yeah. know? I'd rather visualize the Easter Bunny as like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with a big basket and maybe a carrot, you know. And probably like a vest on, because it seems like Easter Bunnies and vests just go Vest with a big pocket watch. And, and now glasses nowadays. Like, yeah. Yeah. He always looks so depressed at the mall. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, the expression on the face. No. Like, he always looks so no. sad. <laughs> Just end, end it now. Here's a here's a rotten egg. <laughs> I uh, he's still not as scary as a tooth fairy. What is she doing with all those teeth? She's like a serial killer collecting trophies. Wasn't there a movie about that? I th- I want to say something like that. Concept. There's a movie called Darkness Falls. That's the one <laughs> where you could, if you saw her, she'd kill you. Yeah. Okay. That was. I think that was the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. It was also the one with the rock, which is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a there fun. were 
there was a what was it? Was it Disney Channel original movie with Kirstie Alley back in the day where she died oh, yeah. and they made oh, it as Tooth Fairy? I like that, that one too. Yeah, there's more clever. fun Tooth Fairy movies than there are the, the darker ones. As with which most I'm, things, which I'm surprised about. I'm surprised we don't get more. I mean, now that they turn things like Steamboat Willie into a horror oh, movie, I'm surprised yes. they don't go into the whole Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, Santa well more. Well, Santa has do. quite a few horror movies, I think. And we don't. We, That's, I, nowadays, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of. Of, of horror Santa, that that's a no no. I, I draw the line when it comes to that. You know, there's there's a certain things I will accept, but a a killer Santa Claus, no, no, can't have that. Yeah, Imagine a werewolf esque Easter Bunny movie, like a man who just transforms into a giant rabid bunny once a year. That'd be kind of funny. That, that I, I would watch that. See that, yeah, and that's that. fine. Like you know, again, <laughs> de- evil leprechauns, you know, killer tooth yes. fairies, all that's fine. More leprechaun. Yeah, I know. Seriously, that, that, isn't that, there a, isn't that there a new one in development? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> I've seen the image of him. He looks interesting. Oh, okay. oh, there's an image out there already. Yeah, I, well, apparently there's been two. There's been another Leprechaun movie uh, came out a few years ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Really topic right now. But there was <laughs> there was another Leprechaun movie in the last couple of years, and I think they're using that same design. He basically looks like Warwick Davis, but with longer hair. Oh. He's uh, got long red hair, which is is kind of cool. Oh, it's, a, it's a unique choice. Mm-hmm. Unless he goes to rap in the hood, like that should be the goal of every Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> That's the end game, right there. That, it should be because yeah. that is one of the better Leprechaun films for some reason. It actually, yes, I, would, I agree. With it's you. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Because yeah, yeah, it's better than Leprechaun in space. Yes. I mean, once you're going to space, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, Jason X has its moments, but like, once you're sending the killer into space, it's like, okay, we've we've really <laughs> plus if you revive Uppercon, then after they do the Chucky Megan crossover, you bring in Chucky versus Megan versus Leprechaun in a sequel. Oh, there we go, there we go, you know, battle of the uh, <laughs> the, the the little people or the little the little <laughs> monsters, little monsters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little monsters. There we go, little monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the trilogy capper would be the three of them teaming up Avenger style against Annabelle, who just sits there on her with the robe. Oh, because she's there's, a demon. A, there's a movie I would watch. Right, I'd there. like to think Annabelle does sit on the chair like like it's her throne, but she commands the other things around her to like the, <laughs> yeah. the horror Avengers. Or, or, I don't know what you'd call them. I would watch that. I would watch that. Hands you down. Ch- Chuck and Warwick Davis arguing who's going to make the sacrifice play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Goodbye, friend. <laughs> For those of you still listening, yeah. we are we have lots to cover in the DC realm tonight. We do. We're not just talking about leprechauns. If y'all want to, we could, though. I, we I can't, though. No. We could. We could. Again, we've got to start a Patreon uh, uh, portion, and that's that needs to be a a topic, just like random conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it to you guys here. What do we do? We want to talk DCU news first, or talk put the final nail in the DCEU stuff before moving on? I think it would be appropriate to uh, start with the. The beginning, there, the end of the beginning, or the beginning of the end, and uh, give a final word or two on the DCEU. That would final be my salute. take. Final salute. There we go. That would be my I, my take. 
I'll I, kick I it off. I could call it suit. I don't know what Anthony's about to call it. And I feel like we need to preface this now. Yes. <laughs> These yes. are all just opinions. Yes. Full <laughs> disclosure, everybody. Spoiler alert ahead. Yes. We are we are merely giving opinions. These are not objective. They they are subjective, you know, just like art itself. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, put down the virtual pitchforks. It's going to be okay. <laughs> All right, disclaimers you know out of the way. I th- I think we sandwich what's probably going to be the most uh, rhetorically violent opinion here in between both of the That's less the so. <laughs> so Chris, Famous. why don't you kick us off? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, now. Yeah. Um, so I, think the final, I think the final tally of DCU films is 16 I think I, I think I that's the number I believe that is the number yes so 17 with Peacemaker no. uh, yeah if we count Peacemaker if we count. Uh, but 16 oh, films meant, yeah I guess, I, I, sh- I guess we should because of part of the DCU yeah that's true so 17 projects I pretty much like the majority of these films there's really only one that I do not like watching it's very hard for me to find something redeeming about it. Um, overall, though, I, I think that it was a good time. We had some highs. We had a lot of lows. And uh, we got some good stuff out of it overall. I think a lot of the casting choices were really spot on. Like Ben Affleck as Batman. I think that was a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also one of the things they fumbled the most. Because I think Affleck could have been the DC Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Whether you like her and other stuff, that's up for debate. You know, I, I think her non-Wonder Woman roles have been something. But <laughs> as Wonder Woman, she's pitch perfect. And then you got like, you know, Henry Cavill, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, Ezra Miller's Flash, depending how you look at it, was entertaining. But the DC, I think, is going to be remembered more for the faults of it and the controversies, and that's just the way it's going to be. But I feel like we did get some good stuff out of it. So I am happy to let it go because I am very excited for what's coming. Yeah, I, I would... I've been... go, go ahead, Anthony. No, no, you can go if you want. I just figure maybe sandwich the bad in between <laughs> the two good. <laughs> no, if it go, I, I insist you, you uh, fire I'm, away. I'm interested to see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been thinking all day at this very uh, at work this afternoon after work about a diplomatic way to phrase my feelings on the DCEU. So I'm going to do my best to be diplomatic. Um. Look, it was a 17 projects of the past decade of our lives. As DC fans, it's hard to write off completely, right? Comic book fans, DC fans, it's hard to write off completely. Chris, I'm going to echo what you said. We had some highest of the highs. We had a lot of lowest of the lows. Um, 17 projects in. I liked most of them. I did. Truly, uh, I'm going to take some issue with something you said, Chris. I think half of the films were, half of the characters are very well cast. Half were woefully miscast, and I don't need to get into who. But I, I never, I never thought this universe was going, after Batman versus Superman, seeing our main Justice League cast, I never thought together 
the sum of the parts would equal a whole that would be Avengers level. I just I just didn't. Um having said that, all of that. I thought the Star Wars fandom was divisive and toxic. But that is nothing compared to the DC fandom online nowadays. I am not labeling anyone. I want to make it clear. I'm not labeling listeners, any of you, if you like the Snyderverse or the DCEU, I'm not labeling you toxic. I want to make that clear. You're entitled to like what you like, love what you love, champion what you love. But there is a loud contingency of people out there who made this universe, who made being a fan of this universe embarrassing by how you acted. You made it hard to love and root for this universe by how you acted. And it wasn't made any better by the biggest bunch of whining creatives I have ever seen in my freaking life. Between David Ayer and Zack Snyder. I'm sorry, guys. Studio meddling, we can rail on it all day. That's been a part of Hollywood since the freaking beginning. Sequels have been canceled to good to money-making movies from the beginning of time. And they're still railing about it. David Ayer specifically. Shut up. Shut up. Stop throwing flame, Stop throwing gasoline on the fire. These immature fans who... They're going beyond comical, sad nerds of their desk and making threats, legitimate threats. They're legitimately stalking the creators of the new universe who had nothing to do with the failure of the past. Nothing. So it's hard for me to be upset about a universe ending that has so much toxicity, so much controversy, and just a level of fandom that shouldn't be rewarded in any sense. I like the Snyder Cut. We did a whole episode of the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, and we all liked it. Some of us loved it. I'm glad we got it. But in retrospect, they should never have given in to the fan demands, because they had only emboldened them to act in this way. And the creatives behind this, look, I'm not going to besmirch anyone's character here. You know, this is not libel- Thursday for Anthony here, but like it says a lot that a lot of these cre- that these creatives keep fanning the flames and egging them on in subtle ways. They're not specifically going out there and saying troll people, but they're also just giving them false hope where there is none anymore. And I'm glad to be rid of all of them. I'm glad to be rid of all of them. And I just hope that this year and a half break we have coming up between Aquaman 2, which I can give my non-spoiler thoughts in a bit on that, and Superman Legacy, like, things cool down a bit. Because right now, I don't know, I feel bad for James I truly feel bad for James Gunn. I feel bad for Corn Sweat and Brosnahan and Holt and everyone associated with this movie who just are excited to play these characters, who are excited to make this film. And every single thing they post, they can't enjoy the excitement without people attacking them. Like, oh, you took over for Henry Cavill, you cuck. You're not the real Superman. Like, stop it. 
even if this movie is critically well acclaimed and fans like it, if this toxicity continues, who's going to want to join this universe for the abuse? You really either have to have thick skin or just get off social media. I don't know. But it's enough. It's enough. And that's going to be the DCEU's legacy at the end of the day. It's the toxicity of the controversy. So any good that came out of it is overshadowed by this dark cloud and will forever be. I don't care how you try to spin it. That's that's the fact of the matter. And I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, I'm looking forward to a brighter future in this new DCU. Hopefully it's brighter. I have confidence in James Gunn. I think it will be. But I don't know. This just didn't bring out the best in people, including myself. Like, I have never been happy. I've never wanted a movie to fail or a universe to fail, truly, with whatever I thought of it. But, like, there is something when you see the how many toxic people are associated with this universe, or at least vocally associated with this universe, where it's like, I'm glad you're not getting what you want. Because that behavior shouldn't be rewarded. And I will uh, climb down off my soapbox now, but I, I tried to be as calm as I could about this, but yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm glad to put the nail on the call. This is a spicy sandwich that we're making here. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some uh, sriracha on my... Uh... <laughs> with breakfast this morning, but uh, there was some spice here. <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, let me see what I can say. Uh, um, no, I, you know, I have given a lot of thought because yeah, this was 10 years, like we said, 17 projects. And, you know, I think at the time going back to man of steel, I mean, I think maybe there was hints that there could be a a universe or or something mm-hmm. akin to Marvel, but I'm not sure that was quite top of mind for everybody. I think a lot of it was okay. We're getting a new Superman film. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's directing it. Christopher Nolan is sort of behind shepherding the project. Maybe it's going to be its own thing, um, like the Dark Knight trilogy. Of course, you know, turned out was not like that um, at all, but. Um, what what I would say, looking back on this universe as a whole, and and again, I think there's some, there are some very good highs, but there are obviously a lot of lows. Um, I mean, for me, my favorite film in the entire canon is still The Flash. I, I think that's kind of a the best of both worlds um, in terms of tone and in terms of quality. Um, but if I had to describe this universe with one word, it would be botched, and. I think a lot of that goes back to the beginning. I think the biggest mistake that was made uh, from the start was not doing a follow-up to Man of Steel, meaning a Man of Steel sequel. Um, It was too soon to follow up with a Batman film, uh, let alone a Batman versus Superman film. I get it. The plan was to play catch-up with Marvel, but I think a Man of Steel 2 might have corrected a lot of the issues that people might have had with Man of Steel and given Superman a chance to to flesh out more. Obviously that's not what happened. BVS was the was the end result. And that's again where I think the second big issue was made. Um 
putting aside the film was put into production and made, but the reaction by the studio and and the higher ups, if you will, to the negativity and the the backlash, if you will, that kind of forced them to do a course correction midstream. That's how you get Suicide Squad. You know, again, not to pick on one particular film, but like there's clearly a knee-jerk reaction because the higher-ups at Warner Brothers were not happy with what happened with BVS. And instead of just staying the course, I mean, again, I don't want to you know go on the old follow Marvel to a T, but you, know, you didn't see Marvel doing course corrections in the very beginning. If there was, it was more around the edges. But I mean, they stuck to what they were planning and that was the end of it. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, that is probably the the biggest downfall with this whole universe. It was this, you know, kind of knee jerk reaction, trying to be something that they're not, and instead just sort of going, you know, stick your finger in the air and, and see whichever way the wind blows. Um, but I mean, it's a it, it's time for it to end. Um, I think it's it's important to you know close this book because it's been a very storied history, and 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 again, like I said, there's a lot of interesting highs but there's a lot of uh you know, really dark and depressing lows with this universe and i think it's it's probably for the best that the book is closed and you know now something new can uh you know can proceed and 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 you know maybe start something else entirely i mean again we have no idea it's all out there in the ether right now we just have this you know really just one superman film that's in the you know, in the pipeline. I mean, yes, there's some other projects, but that's really that's really it. So I'm I, I'm curious and invested to see what's going to happen with that, and then you know, kind of like you know, everything else, you know, the chip fall, you know, chips fall where they may, sort of thing. Let's let's see where Superman Legacy is. That that really should be the the focus going forward. You know, the past is the past. We're moving forward. I'll I will. Sorry, Chris, you can go. Oh, I was just going to, um, I just have like a lasting thought. You go ahead, Anthony. Uh, I, I just did want to say this will make a good, it will make a good documentary or a big behind the scenes book one day. The tribulations of this universe. And as an avid <laughs> reader who is willing, who is glad the nails in the coffin, I am a sucker for those behind the scenes docs and books, and I will be reading that. Um, but one thing you said that was interesting, Phil, it was um, Marvel didn't change plans as they went along. They stuck the course. I think that's the biggest sin of this universe. They didn't have a plan from the beginning. They had a rough idea where they wanted to go, but it wasn't planned out. Even Zack Snyder, when you look at his Justice League films and everything, uh, depending on the day of the week, uh, the universe is going to end with Justice League 2. It's going to end with Flashpoint. Well, there's going to be a Batman film here, a Green Lantern film here. Well, really, this wasn't going to happen. Like, even in retrospect, the plan changes. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest sin. They had no direction. And again, I'm not saying everything has to be planned out, but stick by your creative, stick by your choices, and defend them. Like, I know I railed on studio interference, and yes, that's going to happen, but you should stick by your director's vision if you're going to hire them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things we can look forward to with the DCEU. I think the fact that a, a director's director, who is also a writer like James Gunn, mm. uh, is in charge of it, I think he really is going to... I do believe him when he constantly says this universe, all the movies are going to kind of... while 
be connect while they're going to be connected, they're all going to feel like unique visions because of the different directors. And I I do believe that is going to happen. Just knowing Gunn's history, and I think that's a good thing. And that should have happened from the beginning ten years ago with this universe. So. I have a comment. And I have a question. The comment, um, you know, what's interesting, I think it, it, it's going to be one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest what ifs of the DCEU. Hmm. What if they let the course play as was intended? Like, what if the BBS we got was not that stripped down version that hmm. I actually didn't even like? <laughs> What if they did release the closer to three-hour cut that we got? What if they did release Air Suicide Squad as intended? <laughs> what if Snyder did release his, not the four-hour cut, because I don't think that was actually what he was doing. Um, that's just what happened when he got kind of, hey, do what you want. But anyway, what if Snyder did release that cut? What would have happened? You know, I think that's like the biggest what if. What if they listened to the creatives and just rode the wave. I mean, I'll it, I'll answer that um, since you kind of put it out there. I mean, again, who knows? But I mean, I will say there is the the history of when you listen to the creatives. Nine out of ten, it's usually the better way to go. Um, I, I I just mentioned it as a as an aside because it was on my mind and. Everybody knows I'm a big, you know, Christopher Nolan fan. So any chance I can weave something in there? I had no clue. The, I I know, shocker. <laughs> I know, shocker. You know, the post like behind the me. Yeah, I, something about him. I know, yeah, big up and comer, you know, in the movie industry. Um, but yeah, one day. Um, but yeah, there was something about the studio with the Dark Knight and wanting no, wanting them to force Nolan to give the Joker an origin or some mm-hmm. kind of a backstory. And I just think that is a classic case of studio heads are not writers. They are not directors. They are not creatives. They do not know how to make a movie. I mean, George Lucas has said that these people do not know how to make a movie. They're business people. So I think your, your point is, is a, is an, is an interesting one, Chris, because, you know, while we'll never know, I think just sort of jumping off of the, the, uh, the ultimate cut or extended cut of BVS that is a better version mm-hmm. of the movie. I was with you. I did not like it when I first saw that film. The extended cut is a better version. And I have to think if that had been what it played back in March of 20, whatever it was, 2016. 2016. Yeah, that I, I'm quite sure my reaction to that film and, and everything as a whole would have been much different because it's, it's clearly a more coherent film. So I think in that sense, it, it might be a case of, you know, they sort of, you know, screwed themselves, you know, for, you know, just sort of like, oh, we have to do this or, oh, it's too dark. So therefore, you know, be more like Marvel. I mean, again, there's a there's a reason why, you know, Marvel has their thing and DC has their thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say if they had listened to the creatives in the beginning, it couldn't have been any worse. Like, I, truly, uh, I will say I personally don't think. If they had released that BVS cut, it would have made a difference. It might have been slightly better reviewed, um, for sure, because I do agree with you, gentlemen. It's definitely a better movie, more coherent. I don't think this vision was ever what the audiences wanted. 
I think the the cardinal sin, I think, was starting off um, with a Batman who was so near the end of his career, who was bitter and jaded and not the Batman audiences were used to, and starting out with a Superman at the same time, at the beginning of his career, he was so uncertain, he wasn't going to truly become Superman until the end of a three-film arc. And those things didn't mesh well with audience expectations. Totally. And I I just don't think if you had really seen uncut BVS, it would have done much to change audience perception. That's, that's I can fair. agree with that. And just to end this on a positive note so we can close this book. <laughs> right. <laughs> we know Phil's favorite DCU movie is The Flash. And I think yours is Peacemaker, your favorite project from DCU? My favorite project is Peacemaker. My favorite film is The Suicide Squad. My favorite film would be Zack Snyder's Justice League, still. I, just, nice. I love it. So I think we can close the book think, on DCU now. Uh, not 100%, because I believe only one of us has seen Aquaman 2. <laughs> oh, right, right. We got that. <laughs> so I'm just going to offer some spoilers-free thoughts here. Um, it's a beautiful film to look at. It is visually <laughs> stunning. The effects are great. I love James Wan's imagination when it comes to all these underwater creatures and battles and everything like that. Like it's exa- It looks like an Aquaman comic. It looks like an Aquaman comic come to life. I enjoyed the the film was no worse for me than any of the co- the lesser comic book movies we've gotten this year. I don't think it deserved as much hate as it received. Having said that, <laughs> I think it's the perfect. Uh, <laughs> I think it is the preordained, predestined ending to a controversial universe. By having this be the last film, which seems to seems to divide audiences, um, and to go back to something I said, I disagreed with Chris earlier when he said uh, the casting for in general was great, and I said, well, half was great, half wasn't. I am very glad to be shutting the book on this version of Aquaman. I think most people are though. He would. I was, uh, he was a little too. Br- Little too Jason Momoa and Broy in this one, and I, I'll just say this is a tease. You know, it it takes it takes guts to end a universe the same way Marvel began one, and I'll end it on that. Huh. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see the movie. I so wrap my head around that one. <laughs> I I do think uh you know I do think since neither of you have seen it, when it hits digital, I think a great future episode would be do a live watch. So. We can get your reactions in real time the first time you guys are watching it, and I can sit back and enjoy. <laughs> so maybe we can, maybe we'll do that. But there you go. Non spoiler thoughts on Aquaman 2. Interesting. Well, I'm really curious. I know. I'm trying <laughs> to wrap my brain around what does that mean? Like, what does what, that mean? What are you saying, Riddler? Get on my detective hat now or detective cowl. I kind of just want to search out spoilers now, but I'm not going to. I know it's like, hey, what, 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 what does he mean by that? What's going on? <laughs> um, fascinating. Now, closing the book, yeah, on we, DCU, we, I do bury it. 
There we go. <laughs> yeah, somewhat, because you guys will have to give your thoughts on Aquaman 2 eventually. Um... <laughs> Fire it off in a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's uh, just... I, I vote we move in chronological order here. We have some projects coming out prior to the official start of the DCU. Um, including Joker 2. Um, Todd Phillips released some new images of Joaquin as the Joker and Lady Gaga as pre-Harley Quinn um, on his social media feeds recently. And, uh, you know, this is the only big screen DC project we're getting this year. So, thought, so guys, what are your thoughts on the pictures and how are we feeling about Joker 2's prospects to succeed? I mean, I've already said it before and I'll say it again. I'm going to be insufferable once the trailer finally drops. I mean, I, I'm pretty much insufferable right now you know, between Joker 2 and and, and Oppenheimer Love. So, I mean, people are probably muting me left and right. But, um, no, I, I I continue to be excited for this film. I, I just love the whole look. I, I love that there's still a mystery around this film. I mean, it's amazing the film comes out in in october i mean i was looking back with the first one and by this point we had already had like a little uh you know a pre-teaser if you will Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's kind of interesting how they've managed to keep this really under wraps and you know in many ways I kind of hope they pre-teaser arthur was turning into the yeah that yeah yeah. with his own plan yeah Yeah. they get laughing um i kind of hope that they follow that path with this film again less is more and i mean i really think that it's kind of baked in like people are going to show up for this film uh especially if you know if you're a lady gaga fan you're going to show up for this film i i i think the movie kind of sells itself as it is um you know again we'll see how it is i think the musical element is is a really unique way to go with it and uh yeah i mean send in the clowns you know i'm gonna keep saying that from now until october send in the clowns <laughs> what about you chris now if i recall correctly before you even get into it you were not a big fan of the original right no i appreciate joaquin's <laughs> performance and that's really about it but I've decided I'm going to rewatch it. Um, I don't know when, but it'll probably be this week. I'm, I, I want to rewatch because I've only seen it once in the, in the theater, and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to give it another shot. But uh, this one, I am interested, mainly because Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. I think that's just a really interesting choice. And mm-hmm. I'm a big Lady Gaga fan. I think she's great. And I actually think she's a decent actress. Like, a Star is Born, she's fantastic. I didn't like yeah. House of Gucci much, but she's fine. She's yeah, she's great in it. Yeah. It, it's a lot of other things wrong with that film. She's not one of them, no. in my opinion. So I'm excited to see her take on Harley Quinn. And I, I think that in this universe, Harley Quinn is a perfect fit, oddly mm-hmm. enough. Um, as far as the two new photos go, I think one of them is pretty cool. Um, when it's a look, look at Arthur through kind of his cell window. Oh, yeah. So that's a unique shot. I like that. Uh, the other one of them, I assume in court. Um, you know, it's it's okay. It's it's just just Arthur. He doesn't even have the green hair anymore. But I'm not going to pick on it. He's <laughs> <laughs> fine. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Joker mainly because of Lady Gaga, the musical aspect, and um, who knows, maybe he'll be the Joker this time around. <laughs> 
Yeah, I copy and paste, I guess, what Phil said more than Chris, because I love the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, adore the first one. I'm in the minority, I think. Um, I don't know, because I know... No, uh, it, 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 the reactions to it are very Yeah, strong. mixed. Like, you, I know the Holy I, I would not say you're alone, didn't like it. Yeah. Chris. No, I would not say you're alone. I mean, I've had discussions with people who were like, vehemently hate this film and it's like yeah it's very very like like i mean i, I poked a hornet's nest with somebody just like okay i guess we shouldn't talk about joker not a good idea no okay moving on yeah moving on um yeah i am so excited for this i i'm like you i'm curious about the musical aspect i'm actually curious to see whether or not this helps or hurts since hollywood has a way of hiding musicals from the public now because I guess public at large doesn't like them as much as we used to. Um, I assume that's why they must do studies. That's why they exclude them from marketing. Um, But I'm excited. We've talked about it before. I think Joker has exceeded Batman as the most popular DC character. I think Joker might be the most popular comic book par- character, period, right up there with Spider-Man. Um, and people Harley. love him. Sorry? And Harley. And Harley. Yep. People love him. People love Harley. I think this... It's funny, because last 2023, not one comic book film hit a billion dollars. I think this year, the only Marvel film is Deadpool 3. The yep. only DC film is Joker 2. I think both, for very different reasons, are going to hit a billion. I'm I'm going to put that out there. I think in a landscape where a billion is becoming rarer and rarer, I think both are going to hit a billion. I think you're right. In part because of uh, Joker, because of Lady Gaga and her rabbit fan base. And Deadpool, besides the fact Hugh Jackman's coming back, supposedly mm-hmm. Taylor Swift may be in it, and her fan base is also rabbit. Return of the rabbit. King, July 2024, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i have high hopes for this film i think my expectations will be met depending on the music if it's a slow musical that might hurt to sit through but uh yeah i i'm i'm excited i give me more of the first and i'll be very happy because i love the first so send in the clowns like uh regardless of how it turns out it's a palate cleanser we need and the public needs from DC this year. Exactly. I kind of wonder if the musical parts are going to be like what Arthur's imagining. It'll give us a clearer idea of what goes on in his head versus what's real. Because like in the right. first movie, there was no way to tell what was in his head and what wasn't. Yeah. Even at the end of the movie, you can kind of, well, did this happen or did it not? Mm-hmm. You know, not, not just the stuff with um, the lady in it, but other things that happened in the movie. Yep. Whereas this one, maybe they're going to make it clearer by, okay, his me- stuff in his head is all musical. That's my I thought d- as well. I just hope the music is so... Mu- I'm a big musical guy. I live mm-hmm. right near Broadway. I love Broadway musicals. I hate the part of every Broadway musical where the music slows down or the songs get sad and depressing. I like the more upbeat numbers. Joker is a sad and depressing movie. They're not expecting all upbeat numbers, but I need some of them. If every song is sad and depressing, it's going to be a slog to get through for me. I'm hoping it's like Gaga's music. That's yeah, that's kind uh, of what I'm hoping for. Like, you know how Prince has the soundtrack for 89? I'm hoping that we, we get something like that with Joker. Yeah, that's I, my hunch, especially given her involvement. 
if you don't use bad romance in the marketing, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. And, you know, she posted that picture on her own social media. Uh, I think it was on her Instagram of her, her I guess, in a studio with a Joker t-shirt yeah. on. Yeah. Not that yes. tinfoil hat on, but maybe that means something. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I'd like to think it does. I, I th- I'd like to think so, too. For my own headcanon. <laughs> no. <laughs> doing a final, you know, ADR or something for the... Mm-hmm. Something. For the movie, yeah, yep, yep, I'm with you, Chris. And then the but yeah, they, I, I didn't really talk to the pictures, the pictures look awesome. I'm with you, Chris. My favorite is to look at him in his cell. I love that, yeah, it's very cool. Um, very it, it's actually very comic y, like you get those shots in the comics, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and this is a, a weird detail I think I picked up on, but the door doesn't look like a standard asylum door, no, it's no. a heavy metal door, so. That's kind of cool. It's a very much an Arkham Asylum yeah. vibe. Because I think in the first one, when we saw Arkham, they didn't call well, Arkham... was State Asylum. Arkham State Hospital. Yeah, it, it looked more like just a hospital, I suppose. Yeah, now this looks like the Asylum. Well, yeah, did you notice that the number was uh, 258? That was the first appearance of Arkham Asylum in the comics. So. And Todd likes to pretend it's not a comic book movie. Okay, Todd. <laughs> we see you, Todd. A little too cute by half, Todd. Right. A little too cute by half. <laughs> Stop playing around. Just yeah. put a 10-year-old Batman in and get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Or make Harvey Dent Batman. No, oh, there you go. Really um, the Joker 2 is not the only um, DC content we're getting this year, though. So shifting over to the DC, well, before we get to the DCU, we're getting the Penguin. We have no new updates there, but uh, it's just, coming. We know that it's coming, and I'm we're all super excited for that. But shifting over to the DCU, we are getting Creature Commandos this year. Oh yeah, and uh, James Gunn has been dropping some interesting tidbits on Creature Commandos lately. Um. So I'm just going to read a few. Not sure if you guys saw all of these. But uh, so to recap what he said a while back, he said he's not directing any of the show. But he's directing all the actors and their initial recordings to get the voices correct. He said when asked which character he's most excited about he's or what he's most excited about the show, he said he's most excited for people to see where each of the characters come from, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Um, he confirmed some of them will be transitioning into live action. Uh, he con- he confirmed that we will be seeing Rick Flagg Sr. in live actions, which I think we all agree might be happening in Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what he said? Oh, so he said regarding which character he's most excited for, and I thought of you specifically, Chris, with this one. He said, The Bride. The Bride is something mm-hmm. special. She's the lead character in a lot of ways, but I love them all. So that's cool to know. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. The nice little development. I'm, I'm excited for this. You know, we're all Halloween Universal Monsters fans. It seems like, uh, you know, we have Frankenstein and the Bride in this, and in the comics, eventually there's a vampire and a werewolf. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited for this team and um, a little hint at what we can expect from the DCU going forward this year, which I assume this will come out closer to Halloween. I would think so. That would make sense, yeah, like if it comes out in October or something. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if they could do it weekly or all episodes at once. I kind of hope all episodes at once. Well, I, because I, if it's good, I, I want them all. Yeah, but Max typically does the it, weekly thing. It's on Max, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah so I would think it would probably be the weekly then. Yeah, so maybe you drop in September and finish it in October. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine it's more than like eight episodes. Yeah. So or they made you one of those things to drop the first three at once to get people excited. Oh, yeah. oh that and could then, be uh, too. That could yeah, be the last be, five weeks. That would make sense. Like you drop two or three of them. Mm-hmm. Like an hour and a half, like a 90 minute taste of, okay, this is the show. Keep yeah, yeah almost, almost like a mini movie. Like I, if you yeah. guys are fans of Gargoyles back in the day, that movie was the pilot was really just four episodes shoved together for a movie. Yeah, they so. did that with like Batman Beyond as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or even like Peacemaker, I think dropped the first three, if I remember correctly. It was the first two or three. I think yeah, it was at least it was yeah. at least two of them. Yeah. Yep. So I remember like watching that, and I was just amazed. Like this is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this actually happened. Yeah. This is this is something. Yeah. I'm I'm still pretty excited for Creature Commandos. I know everybody's treating it like the bastard child of the DCU right now, which I don't <laughs> understand. I'm I'm super excited for. It. I don't understand why people are treating it that way. Well, because it's it is a weird it's a weird it's a, thing to start the universe. It's weird. On. That's what it is. I think yeah. people, especially when you know, it's kind of said this is the unofficial kickoff to the. DC, I think people probably immediately think, oh, okay, why are we starting with this? Yeah, but... I was, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I agree with you guys, it's weird, but it makes perfect sense for James Gunn. Uh, James Gunn. Oh, Gunn. yeah, no, no, it's up his alley. It, it does, but at the same time, you would think, okay, we're going to start with something big, but, I mean, realistically, it's a show on HBO Max, so it might even be under the radar for a lot of people anyway, so the, the official kickoff is Legacy. Yeah. He can say this is the first thing because it is, and that's a fact. But is this the thing that's getting everybody on board? No. It's just a fun thing, basically for fans. That's it. This is for the fans. This mm-hmm. is not going to be required homework for you know, right. casual audiences going into Legacy. And it could be terrible. It could be great. We'll see. We don't know. No. And that, again, even if it's god-awful, that does not mean anything about the the universe going right. forward you know nobody's gonna panic and say oh we got a course correct hey, exactly it, it, it's order. an animated show like <laughs> people hate weasel shit what do we do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all stop everything stop we all know people right loved weasel which is why i brought him back in the post-credit scene I do love weasel. <laughs> <laughs> um but you kind of had the perfect transition there chris um this this dcu kicks off into high gear this March, when filming commences mm-hmm. on Superman Legacy, James Gunn confirmed it's happening in March. He's confirmed hotels and flights are booked. <laughs> They're knee-deep in uh, pre-production. They're finalizing costumes and pre-vises. pre-vis. And uh, he also confirmed we will not be getting our first look at Superman in a suit until they're at least in production. And he confirmed... We won't be getting a trailer this year, which mm, I'm not. I'm not sure. 100 percent buy that. I can see us getting a some kind of tease toward the end of the year. But thoughts, gentlemen, how excited are you? I don't know if we need a trailer this year. I I, I know that might be blasphemy because we all want to see something from it. But hypothetically, just hypothetically, let's say that you really want this year. You really want DC to have a solid rest this year. Yeah, good point. 100%. Joker is outside the box. Joker is going to be is the first DC Elseworlds movie. It's going to have the banner on it. So 
If you well, I thought he said it was not going to have the banner. I thought he said it, it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, could, I could be remembering it the way I want to remember it. I think he said it was not because it started before the DCU and DC Elseworlds brand, official branding. So because this, this is not the first official Elseworlds project. It oh, just okay. kind of I finishes thought, off. I thought yep. it was, but I, either way, I think to give the brand a real rest, keep it out of the eyes of the mainstream for this year. You know, Joker, everybody understands, exists outside the world. It's different enough, you know? So if you just show us pictures, like the fans and stuff, and you can put the picture on entertainment tonight, whatever you want to do, just show the suit, a couple of things, focus on filming, give us a poster, and then next year, hit the ground running with marketing, like Super Bowl. Imagine Super Bowl next year is the first trade. I'm I'm down for that. I think, uh, to quote... You're wearing the Grogu hat, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. hat. I'll just say this is the way. I'm with this you. I think way. that's the best strategy, Chris. You're on mute, Phil. <laughs> hey, all right, there we go. I tend to think less is more. Um, let let the DCU take a needed rest for this year. We've got Joker. There's going to be Penguin. There's going to be Creatures. I, I think save Superman, like you said. Save it for the Super Bowl. Save it for next year. Maybe mm-hmm. we get a poster. At the end of the year. And again, doesn't even have to show the costume. It could just be the logo or, you know, a, a red blip in the sky or something. You know, keep oh, like a blur. That would be yeah, cool. keep keep it. Keep the suspense or, you know, even you know, put Lois and Clark on on the poster. Like, I mean, like, especially if this is supposed to be about the two of them and, and, and their relationship, you know, put them front and center and then save Superman for for the big reveal. I we create that iconic cover as the poster where they're kind of in the Daily Planet and the S is poking out of his collar. Yeah, something, again, at one another. very yeah. subtle. Very, very subtle. Um, How cool would it be, though, I, I because New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, we get the first poster. Like, take off the year of Superman. That's when you drop it. Like, this is the year of Superman. That's a good idea. I, I think I'd be okay this. with that. I'd be okay with yeah. that. But I'm super excited. I'm glad this is finally going into high gear. Um, it is crazy to think that it's finally I, starting. It is. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, I, though. I, I guess they're not going to film outside. If he's not worried about the suit leaking. Well, that's you went exactly where I was going to go. I do think if they do are going to film outside, he will release mm. a picture right beforehand. I just think game, James got to smart that way. He knows yeah. there's going to be interest here. Um, I think we're going to get an official suit reveal I would probably say before July or August, just because if they do any filming outside. But uh, well, they did spend all the money on the new um, sets. So yeah, they, mm-hmm. you know, they they bought the studios. Right? There's some. Uh, they're yeah, just they're, filming in Georgia, right? They're filming this one in Georgia, but they are building like a ten year long right the studio yeah. home in Leavesden. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So maybe they start over there, and they don't have to worry about the outdoor filming because it'll be in the, on the sound stages and whatnot. No. We'll see. I, I don't see the but, suit the suit leaking either way. No. No. And if and if somehow it does leak, I can see him immediately putting out the picture. Like not like with when the Batgirl suit leaked and WB took six months to put out the picture. They do that all the time though. Like even um like the Catwoman thing back with Dark Knight Rises. We got that official picture, which didn't really show anything. Yeah. And then the set pictures came out and were much better looks at the suit, and WB just sat there. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. 
Well, but no, that's what I mean. I think with Gun in charge, I think he would yeah. release one right yeah, away. Different beast. He's. Yep. I think he's more in tune with these things. Yeah, and, and he's very. I mean, as we see, to <laughs> it, there are pros and cons to it, but he's very social media friendly. He yeah. likes to post a lot of behind the scenes pictures of his. He puts out a lot of fires. <sighs> he he likes to tease his productions a lot. So even I can see before the suit. Like he'll post like maybe a close up of the fabric or something. Like just things to keep us interested throughout the year. You know what I mean? I would love the first tease of the suit that we see to be the cape and it have like the S on it. Nah. If, if they're doing the S, that would be a really cool tease. Yeah. That would be a cool poster. Like remember the original Batman eighty nine poster was just a logo? logo? Give us a new logo just as a teaser poster. I mean, especially big... if the especially if the logo looks different. Like I think it's been rumored it'll look like the Fleischer logo, kind of yeah. black and red. Yeah, yeah I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. A, that's a cool again, Yeah, different than what's come before. And it's a cool logo too. The Fleischer suit's beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be great in live action. Mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah. So I mean, I'm so excited. I'm happy this is finally getting off the ground. I'm it almost feel surreal in a way. <laughs> I know, it's like it's here. It's, it's happening. Like apart from the fact this is a kickoff to a whole new universe, I'm a Superman fan. It's been too long since we got a proper Superman mm-hmm. movie. Ten years since Man of Steel. It's like it's a solo Superman movie. It's so just crazy. So I'm glad. Like he is the granddaddy of all superheroes. I have confidence that James Gunn is going to restore Superman to the glory he deserves. And I have high hopes. I'm just super excited. Not only we get that, but we're all seeing the final season of Superman and Lois. I know you guys aren't big on it. Oh, I am. No, but I that's that right. Show. That's going into. That's right. That's going. Yeah, into that's that. happening now too, and I'm just so excited for all the Superman content. <laughs> I love Superman and Lois. Yep, timing does feel great. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we know sad that it's you know see it ending, but I mean, it's it's unique that it, everything is kind of coming together all at once. The year mm-hmm. of Superman. It really. Like, I know. Twenty twenty five. Yeah, it does. Like it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Um, and that's a good segue to our next bit of news. It is not the only thing that is happening because James Gunn confirmed a second project will be going into production this year, by the end of the year. Um, he hasn't confirmed what, but speculation is rampant. It is going to be Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. <laughs> um, apparently, they're in the final stages of casting that role, which we could talk about in a minute. Um, Lots of rumors that she's going to cameo at the end of Superman Legacy, which would make sense if that's the case. Um, but yeah, gentlemen, thoughts on another project going into production? Are we all in agreement? It's probably going to be Supergirl. What are your thoughts here? If I had to bet all the Monopoly money, it would be uh, that it's going to be Supergirl. If I was a betting man. I I think everything is timing right with the the possible casting uh, or or screen testing, um, I am expecting Supergirl is going to show up in some capacity in Superman Legacy, even if it's just a a cameo. So it makes sense that that would be the next production to to go and uh, to to follow. Not saying it's going to be the second film necessarily, but going into production and and you know getting off the ground this year. Yeah, I could see that taking flight. I almost hope it is the second film. There's something to me that's so cool if it was two Kryptonians kicking off this universe. So it would be a good fall a good way to follow up with it. 
you know, especially if she is teased in legacy in any capacity. I co-signed with Phil about the Monopoly money. Uh, I would put all the Monopoly money in the world. That is Supergirl. Just even if I if I think about the scheduling of this, because you think about okay, Gunn is going to start filming Superman in March. I'm going to assume that's going to be a long process. I don't think we're looking at a three month shoot. I'm not a director, so I don't know. But I would assume it's four to five months. Yep, easily. And then it's the post production to get it ready for 25 because they're. I don't want to say they're in a rush. But this movie likely should have been already shooting. They should have started filming a couple months ago. Right, which was the plan before the strike. So hypothetically, let's say, you know, five months months from March, then post-production. I don't think he has time to dedicate to Peacemaker being shot or Waller. Because I've seen those two as heavy speculated too. A lot of people think it's Peacemaker because he's actively working on Peacemaker. I don't think that's the case. I think Supergirl is the case because that's not something he's hands-on with. Supergirl is something he helps cast Kara mm-hmm. with whatever director they're going to work with, if they have a director. And then, you know, he washes his hands. Okay, do what you got to do. So Supergirl is my pick. But I would not have them back-to-back. I, I disagree well, with you guys there. I think, you, I think they may be back-to-back because he... And I'll tell you why. Because... The move Supergirl is supposed to actually adapt that comic, right? Woman of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, Isn't loosely that, or not, loosely, yeah, more loosely. But like, I know the plot of that comic is essentially she's hunting down the guy who tried to kill Crypto mm-hmm. to get the medicine. Crypto, like, it, it's at the thread. Like, is Crypto gonna, you know, get killed or be hurt somehow in Superman Legacy? Like, she's going to appear, and she goes off to go search for, you know, whatever, the cure, or to get his killer, whatever. I'm just thinking there has to be some kind of thread if she's going to appear in Superman Legacy, and then uh, her next movie is Woman of Tomorrow. And we know, you know, Crypto is, James Gunn's a big fan, and it's going to be mm-hmm. appearing in some capacity in one of these movies. I would actually, and this is not just my own bias speaking, I would put the brave and the bold between the two Kryptonians. Because I think you want to start off the universe of Superman and Batman just because they're the big two, you know? But then, of course, you do run the the issue with, well, the Batman is going to be in 2025. That is... You know, brave and the bold is 26. Yeah. We're going to be close with these things anyway, so does it really matter? That's the thing. And, and, And again... It's all speculation vis-a-vis the Batman if there's even going to be a part three. You right. know what I mean? Like this, it, part two could be the end of it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, overlap may not be what everybody's thinking it is right now. No, and I think that people will be able to understand that there's these are two very Two separate things, yeah. Yeah, I think we, we can all accept that, mostly. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. but... <laughs> I'm going to disagree and say Batman should not be the second project. As much okay. as I would love it to be as a Batman fan. It's my own bias. <laughs> because it is going to give general audiences deja vu with the DCEU where Batman was brought in the second project. Well, see, I think he's going to be in Legacy. That's kind of my thing, too. I think in some way, like we, we talked about this off-air, guys, but I think in some way we will see Bruce 
in legs. I don't think he'll be in the suit. I don't think we're getting like Batman, but I think we're getting Bruce. I'm with you, Chris. I, I think that is probably how Batman is going to be, or Bruce Wayne is going to be introduced to this new universe. And, and what know, a perfect way to do it. You know, be I'm going to bet two okay. Starbucks gift cards for both of you <laughs> that he is not. I used to agree with you on this point. The more I think about it, I don't think we're going to know our Bruce actor. I think he may get mentioned. I think Gotham might get mentioned. I don't think we will know the actor or he will physically appear purely because I take gun at his word. No casting before a script and a director. Well, I agree. Supergirl is heavily rumored to be cast before. But a director has also directors have also been heavily rumored for her. Well, okay, but Brave and the Bold has a director. Uh, That's true. (laughs) That's true. I don't, but don't have a script. We know Supergirl that has a script. Know. Yeah, no. this could go either way, really. Yeah, it's a 50-50. Yeah, it is. But you know what would be a fun like post credit I just thought of? Like, because you're right, Anthony. That is what he said, and I, I know you're one hundred percent right about that. He's not just gonna throw somebody in the movie just to do it. Because mm-hmm. the director might not want him, the script might not call for that. But what if the post credit scene is Lois and Gotham to interview Bruce, but we don't see Bruce? We just see her talk to a receptionist, go in Bruce's office, black. Cut to black. I would love that. that would that's be, a perfect I would love that. For me. That would be fantastic. I think that would satisfy most people. And you don't have to reveal your actor right there. No, no that's true. That yeah, she true. could go into the office and like the chair, he's facing out the window, so right. the chair's yeah. turned. And right when it's about to turn, cut to black. Or you go from the inside of the office, the door opens, and you just see Lois, because it's from mm-hmm. that angle. Yeah, yep, his point. That would work. And it goes back to what we've discussed kind of before, how Rachel Brosnahan really has potential to be the glue between all these projects. As Lois I think Lane. she will be. Yeah. I think she will be. She's yeah, going to stand out. Mm. Which we've talked about offline. I think this is going to be the first project where people are going to walk away more excited for Lois and Superman. Nothing against Cornsway. It's just people have the hype when she was cast compared to him was unreal and deserved. She's great. Yeah. But she's great. I think people like newcomers or newer fans of the character will find their love for Superman through Lois, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You're right, Chris. Yeah. Not not to be. Cornsweet won't be amazing. I'm sure he'll be great. I'm, you know, just no. But but she's really the key to it all. She's the key. The key. Yeah. It's it's through the eyes of some of these side characters that we do kind of appreciate. Like Alfred, for Alfred. Example, is a weird thing, but you appreciate oh, Alfred, Alfred yep. through the eyes of Bruce. Alfred, yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. When he's not dead in the comics, right? No, <laughs> no need for that to carry over to the movies. Still hurting from that. Just just throwing it out there, DC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, rule of thumb don't don't kill alfred you know just please just don't do it <laughs> so i so i guess this is a perfect segue to the fact that deadline has reported three actresses will be test screening for the role of supergirl within the next month um we have millie alcock who is obviously from house of the dragons we have who else is there? Amelia Jones from Coda, from Coda yeah. and Lock and Key on Netflix, I which I actually really like that show. And then we have Disney star Meg Donnelly from the Zombies franchise, and she also voices Supergirl in uh, some mm-hmm. DC animated movies. 
I believe she's the Tomorrow vs. Supergirl. Is she? She did Legion of Superheroes and yeah, Crisis I, on Internet yeah. Earth. Yeah, then she has the Tomorrow vs. one. So, before I want, I get your thoughts on that, we should also say that James Gunn issued an interesting statement today about debunking rumors. <laughs> Um, where he said, let me just get it real quick. Where is it? I have it on the right. I retweeted. No, I did not. I did Google it, by the way, to, make, to confirm you're right about Joker, not me, else Will Danton. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was trying to get the official statement so we could read it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> where is this statement from Gunn? Does anyone have it? Let me see if I can. He posted on Twitter, right? I thought it was on threads. He, he goes was... back and forth between them. I know. Yeah. I can't keep track of it. Hold on. We James have the internet, folks. <laughs> okay. I, I, got, I got it. it. Okay. okay you, all right. He wrote, It's difficult to debunk stories that are fake with some element of truth. Either mm-hmm. I have to point out what's fake and what's true and give away a bunch of stuff I didn't want to. Or I just say the whole thing is fake and get accused of dishonesty down the line when the one true part comes out. Anyway, there's a couple of those stories around recently. So no idea if this refers to the Supergirl casting rumors or anything, but your thoughts on the rumored contenders, James Gunn's statement, etc. I mean, first off, I I think the the statement is directly related to the Supergirl uh, uh news that came out yesterday and that's his way of confirming but not confirming it's a it's a non-denial if you will um in terms of the casting or potential uh casting as again we don't know um none of them would have been my first choice and again that's not you know to you know put down any of of the actresses um but it yeah i i probably had my own fan casting uh you know picks like a you know a samara weaving or um you know even like emma mackey who was in the running for for lois at one point but um yeah i mean we'll see we shall see um i I, of the three of them i i don't know if i i could even you know say who i would want over over the other i mean i you know certainly if if you go off of social media reactions you know People love this, so you know it's definitely uh, it's definitely caught fire that way. Um, but I guess put me down as a you know wait and see until something's announced. Chris, um, so I've been kind of letting this one marinate because when it came out initially, I said I don't really care for any of these three actresses, and it's not. Um, it's not a like a comment on their talent or anything like that because no. I actually do. I'm familiar with uh, Millie Alcock. Is that her name? I believe that's it, yeah. from yes. House of the Dragon. Of course, yeah. I thought she was fine. I think that Amelia Jones is fantastic in Coda. I, I really like Coda a lot, and she was very impressive in it. Uh, but like Phil, I think I had my own idea of what I was expecting and what I wanted. And as we all know as fans, a lot of times we let that get in our own way. Right. <laughs> we, we get in our own way with, with these things. Um, so after letting it marinate a little bit, 
I still think I would go for a name for Supergirl. But if I had to pick from these three, I think I'd go to Amelia Jones. But then, like, Meg Donnelly looks like the character <laughs> and she voices the character. So there's kind of a synergy there. And it feels like that's already, um, I don't want to say like an open door, but, you know, it's kind of there. <laughs> So I think we'd probably be in good company with any of these three. But like Phil said, we'll see what happens. I'm a fan of all three of these uh, rumored actresses. I like the fact, like David Cornsweat, they're going for names, but not big A-list actor. Mm-hmm. It's the old um, Richard Donner uh, method where you cast someone known for Superman, but surround him by A-listers. And mm-hmm. then Chris Nolan did the same thing with Batman Begins, which is hard to believe Christian Bale was the unknown at the time, mm-hmm. in quotes. Um, so I like the idea that he's getting unknowns to play these heroes, and then uh, surrounding them by the bigger names. Um, out of these three, if they turn out to be the true contenders, I am hopeful we're going to get Meg Donnelly, the Disney actress. Mm. Um I think Disney st- Disney has proven their depth at really picking out young talent well who go on to do things. Look at Jenna Ortega, for example. People forget mm-hmm. she got her start on Disney Channel. And one of the yeah, sorry, um, yeah, I forget what show it was, but yeah, one of their idea. shows. I, yeah. I usually think of Zac Efron when I think of Disney Channel success stories. Well, Zac yeah. Efron, um, Selena Gomez, all all of uh, so Disney's good at that. So I think uh, Meg Donnelly is definitely could fit that mold as well. Um, However, I think I something interesting that I just saw a few minutes ago: James Gunn and Rachel Brosnahan have just started following Catherine Newton on Instagram on social media. And she would be a fantastic Supergirl as well if she were in the running. I would be all in on that. I, like I would. <laughs> co-sign that. Co-sign. So, um, you know, whatever. Whoever, if it's one of these three, great. If it's Kathy Newton, fantastic. Uh, clearly, it's not Samara Weaving as much as we hoped because I think they're growing younger. Um, There's still Harley Quinn to cast. Possibly. That is true. That's <laughs> there true. is. But, uh, still yeah. Still Harley I'm, to manifest. I'm just excited. <laughs> I am just excited they're casting Supergirl. They're actively in the process of yeah. casting her at this moment. You know what's interesting about the Catherine Newton thing? The idea that she would leave Marvel to do this would be something. Yeah. Because I believe they were pivoting toward like a young Avengers kind of story with her. So I, I mean, wonder that would be a, a big tell of the direction of Marvel. Right. Maybe that's well, not a thing anymore. Yeah. I I don't want to turn this into a crap on the DC competition podcast, but I've long said Marvel is every empire falls. And uh, Marvel had unprecedented success through Endgame. I think they're just waning a bit now, and DC's on the upswing. These things come in ebbs and flows, and... and- uh, yeah. And Catherine Noon's about to have a, a decent year with uh, Lisa but, Frankenstein, Abigail. And yeah. Abigail. And who knows what else, because she seems to be like this background actress. No, she memorable. pops up when, when you least expect it. Yeah, and it's always in memorable. something that is just incredible. So, 
More now, having <laughs> said that, it doesn't mean she's necessarily leaving Marvel if she joins DC. No, no, no. Of course not. Because no, just interesting. David Har- uh somebody asked James Gunn, isn't David Harbour in breach of contract with Marvel if he's in Creature Commandos? And James Gunn said, no one's exclusive to Marvel or DC, as you can tell by all the actors I've used. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's always usually how it works, though. We've seen this so many times. Oh, well, it's these three actors. And, and who is it? Oh, it's David Cornsweet. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. oh, it's Nicholas Holt, who is not on most people's bingo cards. Like, we suspected no, he, he would be in these movies somewhere. But is Lex, that was kind of a curveball, I think, for most of us. Yeah. Pattinson is another great example. He came out of nowhere. Oh, for Batman. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, it could be these directors. It could be Catherine Newton. It could be, I don't know. It could be McKenna Grace, for all we know. Who's, which one is she? Uh, she plays Phoebe in Ghostbusters Afterlife. She's been oh. young Sheldon quite a bit. Yeah. She's yeah, not yeah, a bad could... idea than I think about. <laughs> She's not a bad idea. She's right age, too, I think. Another one who would it be a bad idea is Kieran Shipka. Shipka. I don't know how to pronounce her name. You know, it, I kind of feel like those two are interchangeable because they're both really talented. Mm-hmm. So and they look, the very other, sim- they look very similar, too. They do. So one or the other, I think, will win it. <laughs> they're both good. I would have mind uh, Kieran Shipka as Batgirl, actually. I like if that. They- Gave her red hair. I mean, not that she has to have red hair, but you know what I mean. She kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I agree. She doesn't. I think either way, you, you'd be good with her. Um, there's a lot of talented young actresses. Now that I, I think also what these names give us, whether they're real or not, I, I think most of us are speculating maybe 21 plus, which might not be what they're doing. Because I believe that this, these new crop of rumored actresses are not all that old. I shouldn't say that, well, old, but you know what I mean. <laughs> there was a rumor, and again, rumors take it with a grain of salt, as mm-hmm. James Gunn says, but there was a rumor not too long ago that they were looking for uh, Kara was supposed to, Kara, the character is supposed to be between like 17, 21, like more of a late teens, right. early 20s, and uh, she was supposed to have more of a punk rockish type attitude to her. Yeah, and all, all of these would actually fit. I think Catherine Newton might be the oldest of, the, of them. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't look anywhere near like thirty or something. No, not at all. I feel weird even aging her. <laughs> I mean, I feel weird aging any of them because for yeah. the most part, you can it's play just, young. I think you some play just old. look more teenager-like. Is I guess the way I would say it. Yep. Some look more adult. Some look more teen, like a teenager. Yeah. But Supergirl coming to the big screen sooner rather than later. Is about to take flight. Super. Uh, up, up and away. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming to a small screen, though, uh, Matt Reeves' Arkham series, which we were all thrown for a curveball when James Gunn confirmed is no longer being developed within the Batman universe, but the larger DCU. Talk about mind being blown with that one. You know, <laughs> this is a fun one because we'd heard about this series before Gun was ever announced. Yeah. This was a series that we'd heard about when the Batman came out. Mm-hmm. 
we heard this, the Penguin, GCPD. And then we heard GCPD was no longer a thing, it was just Arkham. So then when Gunn clarified, no, this was pitched to him as a DCU project, that tells me that this was just kind of an idea Reeves had. Like there was nothing concrete going on. Which would make sense considering he has his hands in other pies right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool. I think it's very cool. And mm-hmm. what makes me excited, nothing against Reeves, because we all know I love the Batman mm-hmm. and uh, the Reeves verse, but. Yeah, we all do. Gun is going to clearly be more comic aesthetic. So we might get the creepy haunted house looking version of Arkham <laughs> in this TV series rather than just like a traditional mental hospital and i think it's I, I i think the idea is cool like imagine gun has already said these heroes exist in his world they're all fully formed already how cool would it be if this is just his way of like okay we can't put every batman villain into the batman but he has fought all these guys so imagine we get like it's just a rogue show like half of the rogues we all know and love are in this locked up in arkham already and we get to see them all on this tv show that would be awesome I think it's also a great way to showcase villains maybe they can't use yet because I would imagine there had to be a sit down between Gunn and Reeves saying, okay, this is who I want to use. This is who I want to use. Can we not use them at the same time? So maybe the Arkham series is their in-between. That's my thought. This is sort of a way of having your, you know, have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. situation. Um, it, I love that this is happening. I love that that Reeves is having some involvement in it. I think it's kind of neat to have sort of that bridge between both versions of of Batman. And I'm going to be curious to see what direction and tone they take with this. I I kind of hope it leans more into the horror because I think you could do a lot of interesting stuff with that. But, I mean, the sky is really the limit. You know, you could do... You know, either like a you know, Arkham Asylum graphic novel, uh, you know, story wise, or or do something else totally different. Who's to say this won't be our introduction to the DCU Batman? Who's to say this won't eventually be retitled Batman Arkham Asylum? Possible, absolutely possible. Just like we all, I mean, heavy speculation: Paradise Lost is going to morph into a Wonder Woman Paradise Lost project. Yeah. My only problem with that would be you're asking the audience to do homework, which is a pitfall. Again, not to bring up Marvel. No, that's true. That's a pitfall that they have stumbled really, really heavy into. They are waist deep. I think the difference is, no offense to Disney, I think HBO has a better track record with TV shows because they've been around longer. They know how to do it, number one. And number two... I think having worked for Marvel, James Gunn knows if you're going to do the TV show, you can't have them too interconnected to the movies. So, yeah, here's your introduction to, okay, we know we're getting the Green Lantern show, Wonder Woman, uh, Paradise Lost, and (laughs) Batman, uh, Arkham Asylum. So what if he's just like, okay, here's your introduction. This is like a teaser for people who do do their homework. But, you know, we're still going to market them as like the big first big screen appearance and they eventually jump to the big screen. Mm. So you're saying like not have him as a character all the way through? Then I guess. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Like kind of what we're gonna get with Penguin, most likely, because we all yeah. know Monopoly money on the table. Pattinson is in the Penguin. Side. He's showing up. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Yep. 
Yeah, just strictly strictly speculation, not not a spoiler or anything. Just no, no, no. <laughs> We're just guessing, but okay. Guess. Yeah, but I wouldn't ever write off an HBO show. Whatever you think no. of WB, like HBO it's always top, had top quality notch, top TV shelf. shows. I would also add, I think that um, well, I love the I love <laughs> I like <laughs> I love the reverse. We I think it's really cool. But I think Arkham in the Reeves verse is a very different character compared to what Arkham in the DCU will be. Because in the DCU, anything will go. In Reeves, we really might just have the Joker, Riddler, and Penguin sitting at a table arguing about who can kill more people or whatever. In DCU, Arkham, it could be Clayface behind a cell screaming about something and then across from him Mad Hatter, Mr. Freeze, and a cool down road. Ivy's got the big glass uh, cell door, and you could see what she's doing. You get stuff like that, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think you're and, right. And like I said, I think the gun verse Arkham, the, the Arkham and the DCU, you're going to get the more traditional gothic haunted house looking Arkham yeah. than the, the castle kind of thing. Yeah. A better Which version of the Schumacher one. Hey, I thought the Schumacher one looked awesome from the outside. It does. From the outside. It, from the outside. I thought the inside was okay. Like Riddler's cell was pretty cool. Freeze. Was oh yeah, that ball. was a, Freeze. Was yeah, well, I, I see. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Batman and Robin, but no, you're right. The Riddler's was cool. Yeah. Oh, and Harvey's was cool before he destroyed. Them. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Arkham took a weird turn in uh, Batman and Robin. Arkham and days. Batman Forever. That that's that's yeah. <laughs> forever Arkham. That's different. Yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> I think the Reeves Arkham is really nice too so far. Yep. Yeah. What what, what we, we saw, saw I thought was a nice tease. I think it's ugly and dirty. Yeah. Very very grimy. Yeah, it shouldn't look clean. No. And I no, think they call that one State Hospital too. Oh, do they? That was I think it was Arkham State Hospital. I don't remember. I want the Arkham on a cliff looking like a castle, like mm-hmm. with the ocean raging below. I want Way Manor like that too again. Yes, yes. Like the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. I want that. Up on the hill. Yep. Yep. I'm with um, you. Speaking of TV, um, Gunn is knee deep in writing Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, season two. He said it won't be confused. He's been asked about how can you, how is it going to be acknowledged? Like, won't it be confusing? Peacemaker season one takes place in DCEU and season two takes place in DCU. And he said it won't be confusing. It's not even going to be a big part of the show. Like, it won't be like a big plot point. It will, yeah. Yeah, I think we're a long way off from from season two happening mm-hmm. that that is my hunch like i'm not even sure in 2026 like maybe the end of 2026 i i think that's a a long way off that's just my my hunch on it i mean yeah he's he, he's writing it but writing it and and actually you know, putting it on film are two entirely different things i think we get waller for sure before peacemaker season two I could see that happening. I could see that. Because happening. he's not directing Waller. He's written Waller. He doesn't have to have expend the bandwidth to direct. Yeah, you just pass the baton. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting Peacemaker first. And, think and I think Peacemaker will be late 25. That's just my guess. 
Hey, he's been like he posted earlier. Um, but was vigilant? I think not not vigilante. Who's the guy in the green suit? Yeah, I know. I saw that picture too. I, I forget his name. His name. Mm-hmm. He posted that. John Cena posted the helmet. I, I think Peacemaker will be shot next year because if he can, if he's just doing like the final post production touches, he could do that while he films. He did that with Guardians, you know, in Suicide. That's Squad. true. That is true. So I, I, I think he can do it. Story wise, I almost think it has makes more sense to do Wilder first. I think it just does, based yeah. on how just based on how Peacemaker season one is. How yeah, the first one, yeah. And I think you're gonna want Waller since we are we know we're getting Waller in this universe, you might want to set her up to be part of the new universe sooner than later. Exactly. I I mean I think you you might be right though, Chris. It may come next year. I think wasn't the initial plan to do Initially, Gunn said two TV show, two movies that end a TV show per year. Eventually, once they get rolling, mm-hmm. I think that was the plan. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, next year is just going to be Superman, but maybe we do get Peacemaker next year too, or Waller, or well, at least I, one of them for sure. I just think after this year, after twenty four, we're just going to it's going to be a consistent DC rolling along. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's you know TV shows, movies, it's going to be consistent going forward. I, I do think 2026, though, will be the first year we get two films and a TV mm-hmm. show. And then, like you said, consistent after that. Yeah, and I'm hoping, uh, bias again, Batman and Supergirl. <laughs> but we'll see. I have a feeling, it, if I had, it, you know, it, we're so far off, who knows, but if right. I had a feeling, <laughs> I'm home Monopoly on Authority and Supergirl, or Supergirl on the Authority, just because half of them are cast already for Superman. Oh, I forgot about the Authority. That's a really good point, though. They are half, half of them are cast, yeah. Hmm. We'll see how, but maybe they want to see how they um, how they work in, in Legacy first. Right, I mean, yeah, reaction-wise. I am not upset if we get Batman Swamp Thing double feature in 2017. I won't complain. Nope. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to complain at all, no matter what happens. No, I mean, that, that, no that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's I just want to like... see it. Everything works out, you know. I'll, I'll be curious because he announced this plan, and it's not even the full "quote unquote" full chapter. It's just half no the chapter. No, um, yeah, I'll be curious to, to see how he. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how he works in sequels because mm-hmm. I don't think I think they learned their lesson. WB especially, you can't release a sequel five years after a billion dollar hit. No, I expect it to do well, like they did with Aquaman. So I'll be curious to see how he slaps in sequels. Like if Superman's a huge hit, which knock wood it hopefully is how long do we have to wait for a sequel like where does that fit into the plan i think three years between sequels is is decent yeah i mean that's always been the rule of thumb mm-hmm. i mean in the the before times <laughs> before i mean you know two years is good too but that's that's asking a lot that's a lot of rushing involved. yeah three years is breathing room the actors can do other stuff in between the directors and so forth yeah mm-hmm like Bond is... films have years between each other. Oh, yeah. Probably too much sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Because you see the actor age quite a bit between those movies. Right. <laughs> you know, Casino Royale to uh, No Time to Die is quite a quite There's a, a bit of a jump, yeah. <laughs> At the same time, though, I like that, though. Because it shows that this character has lived. He it has does. been on, yeah. Uh, no, story-wise, it's great. It just depends on what they're trying to tell. Because like, if you want to keep a young Superman the focus... You can't wait five years. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
which I mean, it does beg the question if, you know, if James Gunn is uh, thinking ahead, maybe there's already stuff, I'm not saying it's on paper necessarily, but thoughts of where things could go for a two, a three, et cetera. I imagine with him there is, I think that's how he did Guardians. He yeah. knocked him out. So. And I don't think anybody like jumps onto these projects and really says, I'm just going to do one. Oh, just one and call it a day. No. <laughs> I just no. want to do the one. I just want to do yeah, the one story. Just one. Good. No. Like Nolan really didn't say, I just want to do Begins, tell Scarecrow and Rache, and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't buy no, that. no, they, yeah, they had the map. They had an outline. Yeah, I don't buy he said that, you know, just this one story. Just one. No. One and done. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. I mean, are we missing any other piece of big news here? I think we have the we had a lot to cover for our first show of 2024 here. Yeah, I think that was all the big headlines. There's always extra rumors and stuff, but yeah, I think if we comment on every rumor, we'd be here for a year. Yeah, no, <laughs> the episode wouldn't end. <laughs> yeah, they, there's always some kind of rumor from someone under a rock. In a oh, cave somewhere. I, there was one other piece of news just on the side. Harley, um, Harley Quinn season five is in production, according to Katie Boca. So, oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of that show, even though the last season was not my favorite. I didn't. I watched some of it. I didn't, it was okay. Didn't it, it. What I saw was okay. It, it was better binged at once. Uh, but the first three seasons I freaking love. So I hope this is a return to form. I feel like the first season was the best because it was the most focused. It was. I agree with that. The I second miss... season is good too, but it feels like it's just an extension of the first season. I wish they would bring the team back. The team has yes. disbanded. I miss and the it team. was best when the team was together, including Dr. Psycho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss the team. Yeah, that was a sweet spot. Um, there were those so comments yeah. from Margo, though, I did want to mention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it, Chris. Go ahead. So, um, to paraphrase, Margot Robbie basically said when she was asked about Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn that she's excited about it because she wanted Harley Quinn to be a character that other actresses would take on, much like we've seen with Batman, Superman, and, you know, a horde of other characters. I thought that was an interesting comment because that doesn't sound like the comment of someone who really wants to stick around because she could have just said, I'm excited to see her portrayal. Done. Well, I think she even expanded on today that she wants to take a little break from acting, like not a retired break, but I mean, it was a huge year for her, year and a half for her, so she she wants a break. She thinks people may be sick of seeing her on screen, and then James Gunn did comment on what she said, um, not directly to her, of course, but on on threads or something, Mm -hmm. and he said something along the lines of, he has not talked to her yet to work, Mm -hmm. but he would be willing to work with her at any time. So, maybe she's not carried that I've had some time to think about it, Chris, and I think you're right on the money with that. I, I mean, putting aside sort of you know Barbie and 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 Margot's uh, sort of you know continuing rising star, it, it does seem to me like maybe this is a sort of a metaphorical baton passing, mm-hmm. if you will. And, and I mean, I've said this many times off air. I think that is the best for the sake of this universe going forward to start fresh and, and have somebody else play Harley. Um, because I agree. Otherwise you're, you know, you're just living in the past kind of a thing. I agree with that. Yeah. As much as I liked her and, uh, you know, 
just for shits and giggles, who would you recast her with? Boy, put me on the spot like that. Um, so many good choices. There, know. there really is. I mean, just I, because she's she's on my mind recently, Emma Stone, I think, would be fantastic. Yeah, you know, I was listening to uh, the Vigilante nineteen thirty nine, which great podcast guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they we need to get those guys on this show at some point. Yes. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, they threw out Emma Stone too, and I never thought of Emma Stone in the role before. And that's I, that's that's an interesting idea. I like that. I'm going with the other Emma, Emma Roberts. You, oh, if, you no. if you look at her performance in Scream Four, you just put her. In no, the she's got it. No, no, she'd be perfect. Great. No, yeah, yeah. No, she definitely what, can flip the switch. <laughs> either of those two, you got Samara Weaving, who we keep talking about. I know. Well, um, we're all fans. We can't help it. Uh, I think uh, Phil had mentioned on Twitter Mia Goth, even though yeah. I think Mia Goth would make a better punchline than Harley. I think it depends which Harley you're doing. Yeah, I mean, she's probably a little, true. a little too on the nose. Like, I mean, it's it's so obvious. Like, in many ways, it's it's almost cliched. But I, I mean, if if she was to to play Harley, I mean, dear God, would we be in for a treat? <laughs> yeah, if they're doing like <laughs> full on villain Harley, she's the one. I for can't it. argue with me at Goth at all. <laughs> she's perfect. I mean, if you're going for a more quote unquote sympathetic uh, version, I mean. Again, I, w- I would say you know, Emma Stone, someone, someone like that. But you know, if you're going for the, f- you know, the full-on villain Harley, yeah, Goth. I mean, j- just just watch Pearl, and it's just. I mean, watch and Infinity that- Pool. You know, what I mean, like, I'd say Infinity Pool is the real indicator because, like yeah. Pearl, you know she's crazy. No, Infinity, Infinity Pool, you actually don't at first. Oh yeah, she, she, when she That's flips, why I she think flips. <laughs> Emma Roberts is a perfect sweet spot between mm-hmm. sympathetic. And oh yeah. psycho. She's a great middle ground. No, she'd be yeah, and she'd be a good Harley. She'd make a good Harley whether she's flat out villain with the Joker or more antagonist with Ivy. I think she could play both both versions. Yeah, she'd be she'd be great. And I, I think it's not going to happen, obviously. But Lady Gaga before Joker probably would have been an interesting choice as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But there's so many choices out there. We'll see what actually happens. Yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe Harley Quinn's gonna cameo in Superman, and uh, that's who Catherine Newton is gonna be. That's why they liked her on uh, social media. Like, they're just gonna have everybody, yeah, <laughs> literally, just like gonna... a DC poster. That's literally the very end of the. <laughs> I-, I think they'll even throw Killer Croc in there for no reason, yeah, just, just shows up, you know, no big deal. No, you can throw him in there. Uh, we'll get Frankenstein because we already got him, yep, yep, throw a Green Lantern on there. Who cares? <laughs> Well, you know what I am excited about for this year, guys? With the DCU officially getting the ball rolling, we'll have much more to talk about and much more news to cover. Mm-hmm. And that makes me excited. No, it does feel like things are really starting to uh, uh, cook, as the uh, as the kids would say. <laughs> is, is it going to slap? <laughs> it, it, it may slap. may slap. I, mean, yes. I don't know who's getting slapped. But it may I'm slap. not sure either. You know, but There's going to be some, some slapping, I guess. <laughs> The slap Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to keep up with all the latest DCU news, you know, follow us on social media, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, slash X especially. Um, subscribe to our show, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consider Drop a review. review. Yeah. Reviews really help the algorithm, help us show up in searches. So do all that. 
And if uh, they want to hear more of you guys, where can they find you outside of the show? Well, if you haven't had your fill of me uh, here, you can uh, listen every Friday to Phil at the Movies, where it is always for the love of movies. And again, all the information, Twitter, X, find in the uh, the show notes. But uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at that Chris seven zero and all the stuff I do, I tweet about a lot of crap. You'll find it there. <laughs> uh, you can follow me, my personal Twitter at the Sanderson bro. Uh, I may lose followers after my rant earlier, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> may not be the best year to follow me either being an election year, but I'll leave that to, I'll leave that there. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at the Sanderson bro. If you want to follow my other show Tis at tis the pod on Twitter at his podcast at Instagram. Uh, we're at the podcast that keeps the Christmas spirit going all year long and uh, in these dark winter months post-Christmas, but pre-spring. Uh, we could all use a little bit of cheer, so give us a follow. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And that's all until next time. To quote Batman, look for our signal. Look for our signal.